Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. We want to talk this morning, we've been ministering out of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I want to pray, Father, I just uh, thank you for this time uh, that we have this morning, this brief time in your word. I pray, Lord, for your anointing today. I just surrender my heart and my mind to you today, Lord. I just pray that you speak um, um, uh, through your word today into each of our hearts, into each of our specific set of circumstances. Lord, you know each one of us individually and intimately. You know exactly what is going on in our lives, in our hearts, and in our families. So I pray this morning, Lord, that your word would bring life. And everybody said, Amen. So we've been going through, I think we've got this week and probably next week will be our last uh, time um, looking and talking about the gifts of the Spirit. And I've been so encouraged um, by the fruit that's been coming out of our uh, journey uh, out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the manifested gifts of the Holy Spirit, because we're seeing more and more people encouraged to step out and to be used by the Holy Spirit. And uh, that is such an encouraging thing because the whole journey of this purpose uh, of the series is to see the supernatural become a natural part of who we are. And we've been wanting to create a space where the Holy Spirit is free to th- free and flee free to flow through each of us as he chooses and we looked at a scripture a few weeks ago and I want you to put your finger on your chest this morning because this was written from Paul to Timothy but I believe it's so so um, valid to us today Paul's encouragement to Timothy and to us today is this out of 2nd Timothy chapter 2 chapter 1 verse 6 it says therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands and I believe that the Holy Spirit is wanting and is calling us to rekindle, to stir up, to encourage the operation of the gifts of the Spirit in and through our lives. Amen. Who can say amen to that this morning? And I believe that over this series, he's wanting to build faith for us to know that as we come together as a church family and uh, we, we hear prayers and prophecies and healings and things like that taking place but not only that will that happen in our times together but as we go out in the community as well that the Holy Spirit will use us to bring words of knowledge words of prophecy words of encouragement um, gifts of healing and things like that as well amen if the Lord could do it through the disciples and the apostles in the book of Acts he can do it in us today did you know that they were no different in the, book, uh, in the book of Acts? They were just ordinary people like you and I. In fact, there's many extraordinary people in this place. Sorry about that. But there's a number of us that are just ordinary like myself and a few others as well where God can just use if we just have an open heart and a, 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 a stirring of faith and a, and a desire to be, want to be used by God. God can use us. Amen. So last week, Suzanne preached on the gift of healings, and what a phenomenal message it was. I really encourage you, if you're wanting to build faith for healing, then go to our website. You can down, download the podcast there, and just to encourage you with that. And that's what we looked at last week. But this morning, we want to look at the gift of miraculous powers, the gift of miraculous powers. And you know what? We believe this. I want to make a few statements about what we believe as a church. We believe in the miracle working power of God. Four people do. We do not serve a small, powerless, or detached God. We serve an almighty God. In fact, the God that I serve created everything that is seen and unseen. The God that I serve created the heavens and the earth. Amen. The God that I serve spoke and created with his spoken word. Amen. You know, the world might be in a mess today, and it is. 
there might be such terrible suffering going on in the world today, and there is, but I want to say that God has a plan, that Jesus is returning, amen. That God is going to bring all things into order and bring justice to all things that are unjust, amen, because we serve an almighty, all-powerful living God. And we might be thinking today, we're not seeing much of that, but I want to tell you today that God is moving across the globe. God is moving in a powerful way, but we serve a great God, a limitless God, an infinite God, a God who loves and cares for each of us very, very intimately. Therefore, we're passionate for the miraculous. Listen to these few thoughts this morning. We're passionate for the supernatural. We're passionate to see Satan's power broken over people's lives. We're passionate to see the miraculous hand of God intervening in people's lives. And one of the ways that the Lord does that is through the acts of the miraculous. It's through the gift of the miraculous moving and anointing of the Holy Spirit. So this morning, we want to look at the definition of the miraculous and have a bit of an explanation of the miraculous this morning. Who's experienced a miracle in their life at some point? Wow. (laughs) It'd be great to have time for testimony this morning, but I don't know, I probably saw about 50 hands go up then this morning. I pray this morning that before years end, we all experience a miracle in our lives because God is a miraculous God. So we want to look firstly this morning at what the definition of a miracle is. And just to throw throw it up there, I would expect, what is a miracle? A miracle is a supernatural intervention of God in and over the normal natural laws. We see this in uh, Joshua chapter 10. We see a miracle supersedes a natural law. Who knows the, the natural law of the earth is the sun rises and the sun goes down. Doesn't it? This morning, what a beautiful sunrise it was, and this afternoon, it'll be a beautiful sunset. But we see this miracle that took place in Joshua chapter 10, where it says in Joshua chapter 10, the the sun stood still for a whole day. That, my friends, was a miracle. Amen. That's the miracle that we're talking about this morning. So a miracle is a supernatural transcendence, reversing or changing the natural law it's an unnatural beyond natural it's supernatural a miracle has no explanation other than the sovereign power of God and what do we find in the New Testament have a look at this this morning in Acts chapter 2 because we often associate miracles and especially in the New Testament with a term known as signs and wonders and we want to look at that this morning in Acts chapter 2 verse 22 it says Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through you. You know, we don't see, I believe, enough of the miraculous power of God today, but I believe that God wants to pour out more miracles in and through our lives. Amen. God is the God of the miraculous. But we see here that Jesus uh, of Nazareth was accredited by God for miracles, signs, and wonders. And we want to touch on those two things, the signs and wonders this morning. The first thing, sign, this is often used in the sense of the miraculous sign. A sign is an authenticating mark or token. When Jesus turned water into wine, it records in John chapter 2, that was the first of his miraculous sign and thus revealed his glory. His disciples then put their faith in him. And the thought about this, a sign. A sign is a visible We'll begin again. (laughs) A sign is a visible indicator of an invisible power pointing to a mighty God who acts in miraculous ways on behalf of 
people. Don't you love that thought this morning? That's the sign. But the wonder, a wonder better describes the effects of the miracle. They brought wonderment, astonishment, awe, a sense of wow. Often awe was struck crowds. We've never seen anything like this before. In fact, miracles had an astonishing effect on people. And may there be more miracles today in this time. In Matthew chapter 21, verse 15, it says, The chief priests and teachers of the law were indignant despite seeing the wonderful things that Jesus did. In Luke chapter 5, verse 26, it says this, Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe. We have seen remarkable things today. We want to believe God to start to see more remarkable things. So we want to look at the definition of the gift of miraculous powers. And the gift of miraculous powers is this a definition. The Holy Spirit giving and gifting a believer with the empowerment or enablement to work miracles. Don't you love that thought this morning? Listen to it again. The definition, the Holy Spirit giving and gifting a believer with the empowerment or enablement of the gift of miracles. We see this in Acts chapter 14, verse 3. It says, So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there in Iconium, speaking boldly for the Lord, who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to do miraculous signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. Miracles, Lord. Miraculous things happening in and through the believer's life. Lord, may this house be a house of miracles. Lord, may there be more miracles. May there be more people that you use for the miraculous in and through this house. Amen. May the blind eyes be opened. May people's hearts be restored. All the things that you're able to do, God, we pray this morning. So we want to look this morning at five types of different miracles. We've got five statements about them and five little stories from the scripture that we want to share this morning as well. But the first five, and I want to say this morning, they're not just limited to these five areas, but I believe that there's five areas in general. And the first one is the miracle of provision. The miracle of provision. God brings that to pass in and through our lives. And we see this, the story um, of Moses leading the children out of uh, the wilderness, leading them into the promised land. And in Exodus chapter 17, uh, the children of Israel uh, are starting to grumble. They're all getting quite thirsty and uh, they're starting to um, um, accuse Moses of not being the right leader and not being the man that he was meant to, to be and to be called as. And uh, they're starting to complain before the Lord and so Moses comes to them in excuse me God comes to Moses in Exodus chapter 17 and you got to get this this morning where are they located in the in the desert how much water would you expect to find in the desert generally most of the movies you see you know people are crawling across half dead trying to find just a little bit of water but here they are they're in the desert they're suffering from dehydration and we see this miracle of provision here water from the rock because in exodus chapter 17 verse 6 god commands moses to strike the rock and out of that rock flows water for well over two million people miracle of provision we see in 2 Kings chapter 4, this is for your reference when you go home, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 5, the widow's oil is multiplied, that she's got food, enough food. Then we see in Luke chapter 5, verse 6, we see the miraculous catch of fish. Oh, I'd love that. Sometimes the fishing's just so poor. And then other times it's good. We saw that, that miraculous catch of fish in Luke chapter 5. And then we see in Matthew chapter uh, verse 
Matthew chapter 14, verse 17, we see the five loaves and the two fishes feeding 5,000 people. And the thought is this about miraculous provision. If God can do it then, can he not do it today? If you have need for provision in your life, if you're struggling with areas of provision, if God can do that then, and God could do it in the New Testament, can't he do it today in your life as well? I believe that he wants to stir your faith. If you're really struggling for provision today, know that God is the same God that provided miraculous provision all the way from the book of Exodus all the way through to the book of Acts and beyond. God did it then, he can do it today as well. We just need to stir our faith and put our trust in him that he is the God that wants to bring to pass miraculous miraculous provision first area second area miraculous protection intervention and deliverance miraculous source of escape from near-death threat tragedy or imprisonment and there's a number of examples there but we see in exodus chapter 14 verse 21 there god opened the red sea as pharaoh's army um, comes down upon them to threaten them. In Exodus chapter 14, the children of Israel have just escaped um, 400 plus years of slavery under the tyranny of Pharaoh, and uh, they've been forced slaves for 400 years. Now God raises up uh, Moses as the, the deliverer, and God brings them out to journey for three days uh, so that they can meet with him and begin to prepare to enter the promised land. But during a process of time, Pharaoh, uh, the Bible says, get a, gets a hardened heart. And he, he starts, to, starts to regret the fact that he's let these two million plus slaves leave. And what he decides to do is to send his army upon them. And what we have is Moses standing on the, on the edge of the Red Sea. And uh, he has all of the people, all of the, uh, the, the, the Israelite people behind him. And then behind all of that Israeli people, he has, uh, they have the whole army of Egypt now coming down upon them. And then we see the miracle of the Red Sea, where God commands Moses to hold up the staff and sends a strong easterly wind. I think it was an easterly wind. And overnight, the water opens up. The ground becomes dry and the whole of the Israeli nation then walks across the Red Sea. And then as the Egyptians continue to chase after them, we see that the Red Sea, the wind stops and the whole army is destroyed as a result. That's a miracle. Amen? Imagine Lake Illawarra blowing up like that. Would that be astounding? Not blowing up, but you know what I mean, the wind blowing and just opening up. But listen to the thought there, miracles, protection and intervention. Look at the thought here, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego on the fiery furnace in Daniel chapter 3. They would not bow down. They would not bow down and, and worship uh, a false god. And as a result of that, the king, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, threw them into the fiery furnace, but they weren't burned as a result of that. Then in Daniel chapter 6, we see Daniel in the lion's den. They threw him in the lion's den expecting that he'd be torn apart, but God delivers him. God saves him, a miraculous power of, of protection. Then we see the disciples in the boat and they're traveling across the lake and a storm comes up. Jesus stands up and says, be still, and they're saved. Listen to the thought this morning. If God can deliver them, can you believe that God can miraculously deliver you as well? Amen? Listen to the words of Isaiah. For these, this word this morning, I believe, is for many people. It says this, the arm of the Lord is not too short to save. The arm of the Lord is not too short to save. And you might be struggling this morning. You might need a, a miracle of intervention or deliverance. I want to encourage you to believe that God can miraculously do that. Number two. Number three. 
miracles of healing. God's supernatural power to restore wholeness or well-being. A, a barrenness. Check it out. In Sarah, Rebecca, and Hannah, they were all barren in their wombs, but God miraculously brought uh, a healing to their womb and, and children came. Naaman, in 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 10, he was totally covered with leprosy, but because of the miracle-working power of God through the prophet, he was healed of his leprosy. Then we see Jesus cleansed the lepers, restored the deaf and the dumb and the lame. And then we see in Acts chapter 4, verse 22, I want to read it to you this morning, a crippled beggar are healed at the gate Beautiful. If I could read it to you this morning in Acts chapter 4, verse 22. And it says this, And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his bone received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that this, this was him who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder, there it is, and amazement at what had happened to him. Peter and John walking through the gate. They see a man there that's a cripple. He reaches out to them for arms, not these. He reaches out to them for money as such. And they say, silver and gold have I none, but in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and be healed. Astounding when you think of that. Astounding. So number three, miracles of healing. He's the same God who healed these people and he has not changed. Has his power diminished at all? And I would say without exception this morning, no, not at all. Number four, just about finished this morning. Number four, miracles of resurrection. God's power to raise the dead. I haven't seen anyone raised from the dead yet. Has anyone else seen anyone raised from the dead yet? Oh, look, well, we've got to be careful how we sort of say that, don't we? But how awesome to see. I, I, I know of men in the South Pacific Islands that have seen people raised from the dead. I've heard of people in India and other places like that. Uh, one gentleman that we have coming here uh, in the past, he's come here, an Indian pastor, pastors over 300,000 people, has seen many people raised from the dead. Amen? Miric, mirac, miracles of the resurrection. We see the first one here is Lazarus in John chapter 11. Then we see the widow in Zarephath by Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 7, verse 22. We see another resurrection in the Shunammite's son in 2 Kings 4.35. And then Acts chapter 20, verse 10, we see this guy that was sleeping during a service fell out of a room and died. It's a scary thing to fall asleep in church, I tell you. <laughs> it's a scary thing to fall fall asleep in a church service. But what we see in Acts chapter 20, the apostle comes down and brings life, uh, raises the guy up to life again. Astounding. Listen to this. Miracles of the resurrection were almost done. God's power to raise the dead. In, in, in the story of Lazarus in John chapter 11, I want to say this this morning. Lazarus was dead for four days. When the stone removed the stench was very strong. The Bible records that. But listen to what it says here. Jesus comes on the scene in John chapter 11 because he is the resurrection and the life. In verse 41, it says, Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank, thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they might believe that you sent me. Now, when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot 
Could you check that picture out? I mean, would that be just the most mind-blowing image that you would see? The guy's dead for four days. There's a smell of the stench, and he comes walking out, bound in his dead clothes as such. A miracle. Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life, and God has the power to bring to pass miracles of resurrection. Amen? Do you believe the Lord can resurrect a fractured relationship? Do you believe the Lord can resurrect a dead dream? Do you believe the Lord can resurrect a desire or a ministry buried under the, the meters of disappointment and pain in your life? I believe that he can because he's the God that restores and resurrects things. Amen. Number five, just about done. Number five, miracles of transformation. While every decision is a miracle, there are some conversions which are miraculous. We see that of the demonic in the Gadarenes in Mark chapter 5. I was speaking with Joe Josiah about this one during the week. It might have been Corey, one of my six kids. I'm not quite sure which one. But uh, I didn't tell you that. Just <laughs> Sorry, I'm a bit delirious and tired. Two kids. <laughs> but the, uh, the, the demoniac, miracles of transformation... Mark chapter 5, this man is so possessed, so demon-possessed that, that he goes around breaking chains, steel chains off his arms. He, he goes around and, he, and he, at, at nighttime in the tombs, he can be heard screaming and cutting himself, just slashing his arms. The guy is so demonically um, oppressed and possessed, and yet Jesus comes along in Mark chapter 5 and absolutely transforms the guy's life. So much so when people see him, they can't believe the transformation in the guy's life. And then in Acts chapter 9, we see Saul, who became the great apostle Paul. Saul was transformed with one encounter with Jesus Christ. Amen. And I think just that thought there, that one encounter with Jesus Christ has the power to bring a transformation in, in a person's life. Amen. Because Saul went from being the, the the fire-breathing, hating persecutor of the church to possibly the, 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 the greatest apostle that the world has ever known and seen. Amen? The Lord's able to radically change lives and circumstances. And last week, as we conclude this morning, if I could just have the keyboardist, why? What are the purpose of the gifts? What, what, what's the reason for them this morning? We know and we understand that the motivation for them must be love. Paul taught us that. But what's the purpose for them? There's two twofold for that. The first thing is to accompany the preaching of the gospel. Amen. Just like the gift of healings as well, as we preach the gospel and proclaim the gospel, then it's there to accompany the preaching and to undergird and to support that. And the other area is ministry to the believers within the local church as well. And Lord, may there be more people that are infected and touched by the gifts of the Spirit. All that we've been talking about, all that we've been focusing on all of it all of it depends upon one thing and one thing alone and that is the holy spirit he and he alone he gives the faith to believe he gives us the courage and the boldness to act he gives us the power to perform the miracles the healings all the gifts that we've been talking about this morning And this morning i want to say this i'm not asking whether you believe god is a miracle working god you do but I'm asking whether or not you can dare to believe that the Spirit could and can manifest His miracle power working through you. Amen? If the Spirit can enable Moses to do miracles with the staff, 
Exodus chapter 4. Samson to decimate a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey. Judges chapter 15. David to bring down Goliath with a slingshot and a smooth stone in 1 Samuel chapter 17. The widow of Zarephath to have flour and oil in a famine in 1 Kings chapter 17. The faith the size of a mustard seed to move mountains, as Jesus said in Mark chapter 13. If Jesus was enabled by the Holy Spirit to feed a multitude with five loaves and two fishes, to walk on water, yay. Woo! I would need a boat. I would not need a boat. That'd be awesome. To walk on water, to lead people to catch fish with a coin in its mouth with which to pay tax. Remember that one in Matthew chapter 17. And to wither a fig tree from the roots with the words of authority in John chapter 17. John chapter 2 verse 7. Let's bow our heads this morning as we pray. Then can we believe together that he can exert his miracle power through us to touch the lives of people in our communities, in our workplaces, in our homes, in our church together. Heavenly Father, thank you this morning for opening up your word to us today. Thank you for the wisdom and the teaching that you're bringing to us through 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and the words of the apostle. But Lord, more importantly, we know that their words breathed from the Holy Spirit through that person. To the pages of Scripture, and we thank you this morning. Lord, may you stir our faith. May you continue to strengthen our faith to believe you for the miraculous. May you stir our faith to, to have a realization that it's not based upon how good we are. None of us are perfect, and neither we ever will be. But Lord, it's about just having a simple faith and a simple, uh, profound relationship with you, Lord. That's what you're looking for, Lord. You're looking for us just to simply love you and love one another. And from that basis there, Lord, you've chosen to pour, manifest your gifts through us today. Lord, thank you. I don't know everyone here this morning, but while every head's bowed and eyes closed today, if you're here and you've never received forgiveness, you've never received the gift of salvation, if you've never asked Jesus Christ, to be your Lord and your Master. Then this morning, I would like to give you an opportunity today to, to open up your life and to allow God to come and fill your heart with His forgiveness and His love. And more importantly, His great salvation. Each of us, every person on the planet, has a God-shaped hole on the inside. And people, we try to fill it with so many things, with money, possessions, relationships, a whole array of things, but the thing, the only thing that will ever satisfy that hunger in our hearts is to allow Jesus Christ to come and fill our hearts That was the purpose of him going to the cross so that we could be forgiven, that we could have right standing before God. This morning, while every head's bowed and eyes closed, if you're here this morning and you have not asked Jesus Christ to forgive you and you have not asked him 
to be Lord of your life this morning. While every head's bowed and eyes closed, would you raise your hand just so that I can see you this morning and so that we could pray with you. Just as I look across the building, if you're here and you're away from God and you need to come back to Him this morning, this is your opportunity today, amen. We serve a loving, graceful, gracious Saviour. Last time I was a look, if you're here this morning, just quickly, and you raise your hand, just quickly, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. Well, bless you. Amen.